chapter twenty of natalie page this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org natalie page by catherine haviland taylor chapter twenty christmas fun aunt penelope was right the day before christmas was an awful day for hurry every one simply flew and almost every six seconds amy would come in to tell of some one she'd forgotten to remember ito would appear to say that some one was wanted by some one at the telephone and evelyn would say another pot of poinsettias and ferns where shall i tell jane to put it there were lots of roses too and they made the whole place fragrant and beautiful in the hall there were millions of packages unopened cards on a tray and messenger boys waiting for someone to sign their books i loved it all and having uncle frank there made it perfect he kept wandering around saying ho hum and hunting his spectacles which had all gradually climbed up on his forehead and he gave the touch of home that i had needed it is curious but i have found that you never realize how very much you have missed any one until you have them near again and don't miss them lunch was a hurried affair but at this meal aunt penelope became coherent long enough to suggest that i ask mr kempwood up for the celebration and opening of presents which was to be at eight o'clock after an early dinner i said i would love to and i immediately telephoned him about it and asked if he would thank uncle frank that afternoon too he said he would be charmed to do so and at five we started for a drive going was great fun for there was so much excitement all the shop windows were blazing and people seemed happy they always do at christmas time i think even mean spirits warm up and stop refrigerating anything they touch after december twenty third but unfortunately they begin being mean again about january third or fourth i've always had the feeling that perhaps the christmas bills made their pessimism return for bills are depressing to even a constitutionally happy individual but to get on we had tea and i made mine a little heavy because i really hadn't had much lunch and altogether enjoyed myself uncle frank and s k got along beautifully and did most of the talking because i was hungry i occupied myself with eating and listening doubtless that young person will take you to the jumel mansion said s k with a nod toward me and a smile for me uncle frank nodded audubon lived near here he said after he stood up and slipped out of his coat wonderful man ho hum yes agreed s k and then slowly smiled and as if he couldn't help it i do too for uncle frank had a string of tinsel tied around his collar and under his chin in a great bow i pulled it off and showed it to him and he explained he had been helping evelyn and herbert trim the tree before we started out and amy had given him that foreign hand then he put his hand in his pocket and brought out a bit of a broken glass ball and then very carefully the rest dearest i said you will cut yourself but he didn't must have slipped it in there thinking it was my handkerchief he explained 
than hung my handkerchief on the tree s k said it was easy to do those things and then he smiled at me and i answered it for i could see that he liked uncle frank and understood him after we finished eating s k bought me a tiny santa claus about an inch long and pinned it on my lapel and i bought him one and pinned it on his and uncle frank stood looking on and blinking then we pushed through the crowd and started on and being out was gorgeous i hated going in but of course we had to for dinner was to be served very promptly at seven the attitude of suspense in the apartment was thrilling the curtains that framed the living-room doors were drawn across them and from behind them someone was tacking something up greens trailed over pictures and holly bloomed in jardinieres corners were lit by all sorts of flowers and the air smelled like a hothouse aunt penelope looking very tired but happy met me and told me to make haste about dressing and i went toward my room here i prepared to bathe first getting out all the prettiest things i owned and laying them on the bed for i did want to look very gay i decided on my pink dress for it is the most beautiful one i have and because i thought it would look nice with a bouquet of tiny roses which i found waiting me on my return s k had sent them and they were dear then i began to slip from my clothes and as i unclasped my bracelet i decided i had been silly about the whole affair and that i probably imagined a good deal of it for nothing but the noise against the wall and the black form on s k s balcony had occurred to disquiet me during that last week i opened the drawer to put the bracelet away while i bathed for i am careful of where i leave it and when i opened its box i found a note this was written on brown butcher's paper and it was a little hard to make out it said natalie page is ordered to leave her bracelet under a stone which lies beneath the first bush to the right of the side entrance of the jumel mansion this must be done at five o'clock on december twenty eighth without fail if she comes alone and tells no one no harm will come to her but if she speaks of this misfortune will follow quickly and in the worst form all will be well if instructions are absolutely obeyed and if not great suffering and unhappiness are bound to occur be wise take warning after i read it i put it down then i read it again as i sat on the edge of my bed my knees shook and then i wondered how the person who warned me had got it in my bracelet box without any one's knowing it and then i stood up clasped the bracelet on because i thought my arm was the safest place to leave it and went to get my bath i hurried because aunt doesn't like people's being late i decided i would forget the affair for this one evening if i could and begin to consider what i would do the next day when i was dressed and i will acknowledge i looked as nice as i can i hurried toward the hall where i found s k aunt had asked him to come up to dinner amy who was fox-trotting with herbert evelyn who was sorting packages and uncle who was helping her take them to the living-room i sat down on a long chest which came from holland and is beautifully carved and s k sat down beside me i told him i loved the baby roses and he said that i looked very nice then he said he wished he could fox-trot with me and i told him i liked sitting out with him better i am very sorry that he feels badly about being lame 
i think that if people who have deformities would realize that people like the deformities because of them they would get on better just the sight of s k s cane always makes me feel well because it belongs to him awkwardly i told him this and he said i had made him a christmas present of a new viewpoint which he liked and which would help him then he looked at me carefully and said small girl what's worrying you i replied that nothing was he called me a cheerful prevaricator and then ito announced dinner and we went in it was positively the nicest meal i ever ate in uncle archie's dining-room and the food had nothing to do with its seeming so but the little santas which stood at each place and the verses on the place-cards and the laughter and talk did then we got up uncle archie disappeared to light the candles on the tree we were signalled and filed in it was a pretty tree and opening things was the greatest fun and we had jokes among the gifts too every one gave uncle frank worsted spiders paper-mache bugs or crepe paper butterflies evelyn had got a doll's coat for amy made of fur and they gave me a toy pistol and a trap uncle archie's joke was a bottle of seven sutherland sisters hair tonic and a switch because he has hardly any hair there were lots of others too and a great many beautiful things quite every one talked at once paper rustled and grew to great heaps on the floor ribbons tangled around your ankles as you stepped and it was just the way christmas always is i had some lovely things given me aunt gave me a tiny string of corals because i am dark and she thought they would look well on me and uncle archie a book that he had selected himself which made me very happy evelyn and amy gave me charming things to wear handkerchiefs silk under things and so on and uncle frank a book on the development of bills in the wild fowl of south africa very interesting subject he said peering at me over his glasses one pair was actually on his nose plate seventy-two ho-hum let me see it i passed it to him and he went off in a corner near the victrola and read it all the evening amy ran that all the time and with a loud needle i think it bothered uncle frank although he didn't seem to realize it but every once and again he would shake his head as you do when you get water in your ears while swimming s k grinned at this a good deal and very tenderly at me you little peach he said and i loved it although i had to protest that i did enjoy having that book and that it would mean a lot to me s k had heard me thank uncle and i had been extremely exuberant because amy had drawn near looked at it and said oh in a kind of an is that all manner and i was afraid uncle frank might be hurt of course you liked it said s k you would nat i swear but he stopped and i don't know what he was going to swear he only shook his head covered my hand with his and squeezed it it's all right for a pal to tell you he likes you isn't it he asked i said it was and that he'd better then aunt brought up a tiny package and it was marked from s k and i was surprised for i had supposed the tiny roses were my present from him i explained this as i unwrapped it and when i did well i couldn't speak i just held it and looked until tears made things waver and then i began to do my champion quick swallowing trick everyone stood around and asked to look at it and i let them but i didn't let go of it and aunt penelope frankly wiped her eyes 
just like her dear she said and your good friend s k had it painted from a tiny photograph i had come here frank and see this miniature of nelly mr kempwood had it made for natalie it's on ivory and is simply exquisite then aunt turned to me and said you haven't thanked him dear she did it very gently for i think she saw how greatly i cared for it yes she has said s k but i hadn't and i didn't know how ever to do it something i suppose a very full heart made me turn to s k slip my arm around his neck pull his face down and kiss him i hope i said that you won't mind for that is the only way i know how to show you i can't say it and then i asked aunt if that was all right and she said it was and blew her nose and cried a little more and evelyn put her arm around me and i allowed uncle frank to take possession of the miniature and he stood holding that in one hand and my book on duckbills in the other and blinking awfully hard come said amy loudly this won't do every one is threatening weeps and it's christmas eve so i put the miniature on the middle of a big table in its little case and joined whatever went on but i went back to the table very often to look at it amy was right about it every one had been upset even s k which was queer for he didn't know my mother but when i looked at him after i'd thanked him i saw that his eyes too were full of tears and he didn't talk very much for the rest of the evening but he was so kind to me that i knew he knew i was grateful even if i couldn't say so properly and that my lack of words was not what was making him quiet end of chapter twenty